following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. I'm sorry, the Fantasy Beast Beastie Awards. It's not that kind of a podcast. I am your host, Kyle, joined as always by Jason Hall. Jason, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Well, now that we got the confusion out of the way, I'm doing good. Uh, this is the Beastie Awards, not the other type of Beast something awards. Yeah. And we're here to give our 16 award winners away. If you went back and listened to two weeks ago, we had a wonderful nomination category. Uh, and... Now we, we cut it down because we went through Twitter. The winners of these awards are ready to be announced here. Uh, Jason, do you want to start us off with the top sleepers award here? The yeah. nominees were Amonor St. Brown, Tony Pollard, Justin Fields, and Christian Watson. Yeah, and with pretty much an outstanding win, Amonor St. Brown. 67% of the votes go to Amonor St. Brown winning the top sleeper award. Um... Which is pretty interesting, given that, you know, he he had the targets he did at the end of the year, and a lot of people kind of thought, there's no way he's going to keep that up. And he did. He honestly carried almost 10 targets a year, yeah. or a game, and he missed a couple games. He finished his wide receiver 7 in fantasy. That's pretty damn talented for a for, guy who went in the 5th round. Yeah, it was, yeah it was fifth round. I would say most people weren't drafting him... Seventh round receipt as a seventh pick. Seventh you know? overall pick. No, they weren't getting him as a top two rounder. And I mean, there were some guys that we'll talk about later in the show who probably you could have swapped him on or St. Brown in. Yeah. And he would have produced better at that spot. Um, on to the next one. This is going to make history. This is the only award we have, Jason, that was a clean sweep across the board this, this uh, award ceremony. The best tight end of the year. Nominees. Mark Andrews, Evan Ingram, George Kittle, and Travis Kelsey. Jason, who's the winner? My favorite, Travis Kelsey. Is he really your favorite, or is it because favorite fantasy you have him end. in our Dynasty League? Uh, but Travis favorite Kelsey, fantasy tight end, I should 100% say. 100% of the votes. The only person that happened to one of two people over 75% of votes garnered. I think the only other person that would have won that category... Isn't a tight end, and it would have been Jason Kelsey. Just because he's his brother? Yes. Travis Kelsey is your fantasy tight end of the year. Best overall wide receiver. We had a couple low-end votes, but this was kind of a runaway yet again. Uh, Your nominees being Jay Jetta, Justin Jefferson, Tariq Hill, A.J. Brown, and Jamar Chase. Jason, who's the winner of this category? Justin Jefferson. Justin, Jay Jetta with 67% of the votes. Uh, the first one that we've announced so far where we had two additional vote-getters instead of being a split or a runaway, uh, Jamar Chase gains 16% of the votes and Tariq Hill gains 17% of the votes. 
Um, on to the best running back, though. We regress back to only two people receiving votes. Your nominees are Brees Hall, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, and Josh Jacobs. In second place of this vote was Josh Jacobs with 29%. Jason, who was the winner of this? Our winner was Austin Eckler with a 71%. Austin Eckler, uh, imagine if you were to have drafted that team. I don't think it would have been possible, but uh, Justin Jefferson, Austin Eckler, and Travis Kelsey as your top fantasy targets there. You probably would have been unstoppable this year. Yeah, you probably won your league. It would have been doable. It would have been doable. I don't think you would have been able to get Justin Jefferson with Eckler, but you could have gone Eckler, Tariq Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You would have had one one or one or top five player across the board at all spots. Um, maybe, that's, maybe that's the approach next year. Get the top guy at each spot and... Yeah. Maybe that's the way you do it. You draft from the top. You got you draft yeah. the guy who you, who you hope is gonna be your top running back and go with the I top hate. five receiver, top and top uh, tight end from there. I hate drafting one. I'm not saying you got to go one. No, I'm like just saying. you could have gone Alston Eckler at three or four this year. No, Which yeah, I'm you would have gotten the swing back at like eight. Number one. I used to prefer in ten man leagues. Uh, Twelve man leagues, it's chaos because you're looking at twenty five tw- or twenty four, twenty five, and the the. The quality of player is no longer there. Um, the best overall quarterback. A bit of a tough run here. We had three vote-getters again. Your nominees are Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Joshua, Patrick Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. Jason, who is the winner? Our winner is Joshua, Patrick Allen. Which also means all Buffalo wins. You win a yeah. free... Hug. I can't that one actually had away. a decent amount of votes for other quarterbacks as well. That's it? so far so... our closest uh, competition. But Allen that's... received 50% of the votes. Uh, Jalen Hurts with 33 and Patrick Mahomes with 17%. Although, that same exact um, finish is going to happen here. Uh, this was the voting for who we believe will be the best 2023 draft gem of this year based on quality perceived drafting spot and uh, potential payout here your nominees quarterback kyle trask running back travis Etienne, running back kenneth walker and wide receiver t higgins yeah these ones had a vote for three there three different uh running backs but our our winner kenneth walker the third kenneth walker 50 percent of the votes uh, also receiving the votes, Travis Etienne comes in second with 33%. Uh, Jason, we talked about him. We also have him on the um, value running back because that was a guy yeah. you were getting in the 60s, 70s. He finishes the top 10 running back. Um, yeah, I I got a gut feeling the way that Jacksonville runs is he's not going to be a top 10 pick again. So he, he no, works yeah. as a gem. And then Kyle Trask, he gets 17% of the votes, and I think that's because we've all seen what Tom Brady's been able to do there. Yes, he had a bad year, but you've got Kyle Trask who's learned that offense. Blaine Gabbert's gone. Tom Brady's gone. And the so-called rumor being the GM wants to turn the ball right to Kyle Trask and go, hey, you're our guy. Yeah, so that's a good gem, too, for next year, even if he didn't win a award this year. So, For a third straight category, we have a third straight uh, final score that is the same. 50-33-17. The 
nominees for biggest draft bust of this year are quarterback Russell Wilson, running back Jonathan Taylor, wide receiver Debo Samuel, and tight end Kyle Pitts. We'll tell you right now, uh, Kyle Pitts received 0% of the votes. Yeah. Third place was Debo Samuel with 17% of the votes. Jason, who was the winner, or shall we say loser, of this category? Jonathan Taylor. With 50% of the votes, Russell Wilson. And if you voted for anybody else, you're wrong. Russell Wilson was really bad, no, too, because a lot of teams, Russell I think, was. took just, that late quarterback I'm approach. I'm just a, a Jonathan Taylor owner. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, here's the thing. I think that's the reason that he deserved to win that is, in most cases, he was pick one of one. No, he um, was my, I was one of one. So Jonathan Taylor solidifies himself at 50-50. And we've got another first here. The next category being the biggest draft steal. Uh, four participating people. One of them had 14% of the votes. One had zero. And two tied at 43% of the votes. Your nominees are Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs, Christian Watson, and Travis Etienne. With 14% of your votes was Christian Watson. That leaves us Travis Etienne, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Jacobs. Jason, who co one. Co-winners of this award is Jalen Hurts and Josh Jacobs. Well-deserved, man. I mean, Jacobs finished the top three, was, and so did Hurts. That was, uh, that was things I don't think a lot of people... Like, Jalen Hurts, I guess you could have expected. He was being drafted as a top six quarterback, but I don't think anybody expected the potential and the, t- and the talent he put out to pay off in dividends like it did. Josh Jacobs was being drafted in the 80s to 90s. And you're a Josh Jacob owner as well. Yeah. So far, four of my like owner players that I've owned this year are, are award winners. One of them's a bad award, but <laughs> I still still got owned. Got four, four award winners on um, the team. I believe. On my one dynasty team, I won the top sleeper and the best overall wide receiver. And that's just one team. Uh, this is another award people don't want to win. This is the player with the biggest fantasy performance drop-off of 2022. Your nominees being Alan Lazard, Jonathan Taylor, Cordero Patterson, and Russell Wilson. Jason, who had the biggest drop-off this year? Um, I think we kind of know Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, 67% of the votes. Uh, Russell Wilson had 17%. And Cordero Patterson also snuck onto that list. I think that was more that he was a top 15 running back last yeah. year, and he was non-existent this year. However, down the stretch, Taylor Algier was a top 15 running back. It's not that Atlanta's bad at running the ball. It's that Cordero Patterson might have been flashing a bottle. The most improved player of the year. This is the second biggest win percentage. Your four nominees, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Waddell, A.J. Brown, and Geno Smith. I don't think we even have to have much mystery to this, Jason. Yeah. Um, a guy who went from perennial backup, second-round bust, to signing a contract this past year worth five times his career earnings. Yeah, crazy. Geno Smith gets 86% of the votes. Well-earned. Trevor Lawrence uh, comes in with 14%. I think that's more or less 
You had a guy who was shaky his first year. A lot of people were ready to jump on the bus train for Trevor Lawrence. And he comes out and he's a top nine fantasy quarterback. Yeah. He leads the team to the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence had a very good year this year. Um, but Geno Smith, there was there was no denying. Yeah, there's no denying that like you the just gotta of hope. You, know? you gotta hope that Geno Smith isn't Cordero Patterson. Yeah, because Cordero Patterson last year would have probably been the most improved player. No, yeah, last year would have won that. On to the fun aspects. This is the best value pick. Uh, starting with the value tight end position, Jason wanted to justify his first nominee was Travis Kelsey because he said it didn't matter where the hell you drafted him, he was value. Uh, Dalton Schultz was also included. Jawan Johnson and Evan Ingram were your other two. With a winning percentage of 57%, Evan Ingram is the best value tight end this year. No, which is a well-deserved, like... Win because he really what where you, where you would have got him he outperformed that. If you so. were gonna get him is the thing I think I think Juwan Johnson and Evan Ingram both potentially went undrafted. Yeah, and Evan Ingram finished as tight end six. No, yeah, I don't know if I ever really saw him getting drafted a lot early or even late in this league, leading leagues like you said. I can happily but say I, I now I own him in a dynasty up. league. That's good. Good. I, I, I got him in a trade where yeah. I also moved up a draft pick. Um, best value wide receiver. This is crazy. Because technically it was a three-way tie. Yeah. We had seven votes on this one. I, I'm saying this like... I, originally I was saying like we had so many votes. We had seven votes on this one. Um, our four... Nominees were Zay Jones, A.J. Brown, Christian Kirk, and Devonta Smith. In all technicality, the way that they listed it, the two losers would have been Christian Kirk at 14%. Yeah. And Devonta Smith at 28%. The two tied winners would have been A.J. Brown and Zay Jones at 29%. But with seven people, I think technically you would say Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, and Zay Jones all. Yeah, with the 20 triple co victory of value wide receivers. Um it'll be interesting to see who gets this this upcoming year. It'll also be interesting to see who's this year's Christian Kirk. Let's be fair, Christian Kirk went and was a great signing for Jacksonville and a lot of people were like, "No, he's never going to be that good." Well, even like this is who's going to be next year's Cordell Patterson or Geno Smith, the guy that like Exactly. I mean, you can't say Geno Smith yet because we don't know if he's going to continue to be the Geno he was. But yet, that's but it. Like, is it going to be Zay Jones? Zay Jones yeah. could. Zay Jones probably could have been on most improved as well. Zay Jones probably should have been on most improved yeah. instead of AJ Brown. But Zay Jones could have gone on there. That's the biggest year of his career. But does he go right back to Slumpsville? No, especially because yeah, now he's wide receiver three. Calvin Ridley reinstated. Yeah, Calvin Ridley being reinstated. Huge news. Awesome. Um, the best value running back of twenty twenty two. Kind of a surprise who won this one. Um, the four nominees, Travis Etienne, Tony Pollard, Jamal Williams, and Josh Jacobs. All of them viable. All of them deserving winners of this. Oh, yeah. But easily. With, with 50% of the votes, the anime-loving, quirky, quick-shooting Jamal Williams. Yeah. Jamal Williams with 50% of the votes. Listen, I traded Jamal Williams in my Dynasty League this year. Just after the season. Did I want to? No, but the value was there. Uh, I love me some Jamal Williams. I will never not root for that guy. Oh, yeah. Always root for him. 
Uh, best value quarterback this year. This one, another one that could have gone any which way. Trevor Lawrence was being drafted as quarterback 14 in most scenarios. He finishes a he finished the year and made teams viable fantasy championship contenders. Jared Goff, he's your next option here. Goff was undrafted in majority of situations. Majority Daniel leads. Jones. Jones had a bad year passing. But can we call him like a Lamar Jackson light? He yeah. had so much rushing. He had a ton of rushing touchdowns. And for a guy who would have been probably quarterback 20 to 24, had a damn good year as a, as a potential number one. Oh, yeah. And then there's Geno Smith. Which is probably a guy that, oh, my quarterback's injured. I picked him up off the waiver wire throughout the, Geno the season. Geno Smith is probably a guy that nobody drafted because you wanted to avoid that Seattle ba- that yeah. Seattle quarterback room because everybody was positive. Oh, Drew Locke's going to win this. And maybe that's why Drew Locke didn't win it. Was because Geno Smith's as good as he was. But with 57% of the votes, Geno Smith wins this award, as yeah. he deserves to. Like Geno out here winning awards in his 10th year in the league. Craziness. Yeah, it's wild. It feels like just yesterday that he was drafted by the New York Jets and he wasn't doing anything in New York. And they sent him out of town, basically. Yeah. That's that's how the New York media works. No, and unless the Jets should give up drafting rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Trade Pull your Saints picks. and don't draft a first-round quarterback since 1971. That's it. Trade your picks. Archie Manning was the last quarterback the Saints had. I mean, that's just crazy. Archie Manning was the last quarterback the Saints it. drafted like, with the first-round pick. Like, if, if for some reason the wheels fall off and they don't get Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to tell you right now, don't don't go do yourself a disservice and go get Jameis Winston. I don't have a problem with Jameis Winston. But that man has had the media pick him apart so much already. Don't even don't even do it to him. Okay, maybe Philip Rivers is your guy. Maybe Matt Stafford's your guy. Because Matt Stafford's on the trade blocks now. Yeah. He might retire right here, though. I mean, he might. And that would be interesting for fantasy even more so. But, like, it's silly season and it's crazy at this point here. Uh, The second to last award we have, the least valuable player of fantasy football. We've had similar awards this already. And we've had similar candidates here. The four nominees for this are Jonathan Taylor... Russell Wilson, Najee Harris, and Kyle Pitts. And the reason I say it like this is because JT has ran away with all of these. All of those, But yeah. not anymore. Not this one. No. We said no. We said no. Well, we didn't say no. The listeners said no. You said no. no. Russell Wilson with 57% is your least valuable player. Absolute trash. Just yeah. trash. Especially for where you really would have gotten him as a quarterback. As quarterback five or six. Like, quarterback five or six was your situation, and you were hoping that he was going to lead you to the promise. And it's like, oh, he's got a new spot. And the problem is now, where do you value him this year? New coach, who's already been critical. He's, I mean, yeah, Sean Payton's been a great quarterback's coach in his career with a small quarterback. Yeah. But is Russ just not giving a shit? I think he just needs to... Build less bathrooms and score more touchdowns. And who else is going to be there? Because the other rumor that's coming out, spiraling out of control, is Cortland Sutton is also potentially going to get moved. Yeah, I heard that. So, Russell Wilson deserves the least valuable. But now we're on to the fun. We're on to the most valuable player. Our final award of this episode. We sprinkled it in. I'll change it up a little bit. We have four nominees. Jay Jetta, Justin Jefferson. Travis Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, and Joshua fucks Patrick Allen. Yes. That is his name does include a fuck. Yes. Uh, I think we should 
reveal this by um, backwards here. The craziness here, uh, the last place vote getter with 0% of the votes was Jalen Hurts. Your second place, second last place, Travis Kelsey was 17%. Jason, would you like to do the honors? The Fantasy BC MVP of the year, Joshua fucking Patrick Allen. With 50% of the votes, Joshua Patrick Allen I told you there was a fucking is the MVP. He was also named the best quarterback of the year. You'd almost think Which, it's because he's from Buffalo. We're, we're from a Buffalo, Buffalo podcast, but no. But, I mean, it is, but it's the fact that, like, if you're being honest, if you drafted Josh Allen this year, the amount of points he got you per game. Even in a down year. Like, so, like it wasn't his best year. No. We've seen him do better. And he still was the player you expected. He was the top fantasy player. And he was a third to fourth round pick in most scenarios. Yeah. So Like, he still wasn't getting drafted like Patrick Mahomes, who was still going in the second. Um, I figure we can also do a little rundown here on some big fantasy news that's happened this past uh, week or so. Definitely some crazy shit. Uh, They announced, first and foremost, the big deal. We don't know what's going on yet. But... The New York Jets brass has jumped on a plane. Owner Woody Johnson gone to California. They met with the man of darkness himself in the no, dark, in the dark room. No, I'm not talking Ozzy Osbourne. I'm talking Aaron sits in dark rooms for four days. Rogers. They met in the dark room. I, that would be hilarious. What are they playing? Who's in my mouth? What's in my pocket? <laughs> it's a walk into my pocket. Um, but that's it. I like. You you flew out to California for a 39-year-old quarterback who has history of having problems with how he treats his teammates, and you're going to give up the boat. Not only is that funny to me if you're a Jets fan, but it's hilarious if your name's Frank Letario. <laughs> yeah. Because that man gave up the farm in our draft, or in our Dynasty League, for him, and I hope that he gets sent to the Jets because he's going to be All right. angry. All right. Um, but then he might do better with the Jets. No. No, it won't matter. He'll be so upset. He'll, he will bench him on purpose just for the sole point that he's not going to start Aaron Rodgers. Um, Odell Beckham is holding workouts for entire teams to prove that he can run. USFL quarterback Ryan Willis is throwing to him. Is he wearing Rams gear? That's from his... That's uh, Odell when he was in his ra- with the Rams. Oh. I thought that was the workout on the XFL field. No. But I see the Patriots um, logo in the background. It is... Ex- Expected that Tremaine Edmonds is going to receive upwards of fifteen million a year in free agency. He's also, for the most part, going to leave the Bills. Yeah, um, it happens. Cornerback Byron Murphy Jr. and cornerback Jamel Dean of the Cardinals and Bucks, retrospectively, both younger quarterbacks or cornerbacks, are expected to, to get upwards of sixteen million a year in free agency. Uh, the Titans have released. Edge rusher Bud Dupree. Or are planning to, shall we say. Um, what else did I have actually reported on our page? If you don't follow us on Fantasy Beast FB on Twitter, do, because we're on top of this. The New York Jets made a trade. No, it wasn't the one you're thinking. Uh, they traded a seventh round draft pick in 2024. And they received safety Chuck Clark from the Ravens, who hasn't missed this snap in uh, three years. 
That's Might not be good. great. High cap hit, but a solid piece there. Uh, the New York Jets also have released wide receiver Braxton Berrios after they failed to come to a restructured contract deal. The New York Giants have reached a four-year, $160 million deal with quarterback Daniel Jones, also allowing them to put the franchise tag on running back Saquon Barkley. So the Giants um, are now sitting there, and they're in prime position to come back with that same offense. Isaiah Hodgins signed his RFA as well. So, like, what was their top receiver at the back half was Hodgins. Yeah. You got your running back and you got your quarterback back. If you're running you're building. plays. Saquon will play. I think he will. Yeah. I. So, uh, Gary and I talked about this yesterday. The only reason that they franchise Saquon is because they put so much time and effort into the um, the contract with Daniel Jones to make sure they didn't lose their quarterback, that they didn't put everything else into the running back. They've stated they want him long-term. That was to make sure he didn't hit the free agent market and leave. Okay. That way they could discuss long-term price from there. Yeah. Um, the Baltimore Ravens have placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. What that means is it's $13 million less a year for the, the, the tag signing. Yeah. However, opposing teams can offer Lamar a deal. The Ravens have them the opportunity to match it or take two first-round picks from said team. And since that has happened, a plethora of teams have come out of the woodwork to go, we aren't touching them. Yeah, I wouldn't touch them for, for two first-round picks either. But that's the thing. So, like, where is this coming? What is the problem? A lot of people are, are angry. They're pounding the table. It's because he's a black quarterback. I don't necessarily think it's that. I think a lot of it comes down to he's had injury problems since his MVP season. And, yes, the MVP season was lucrative. It was phenomenal. He has cooled as a passer. He's very much so. He's a talented football player. But he's probably not a player I want to pay at that cap hit. He he deserves. I mean, what Taysom Hill get? 25? Yeah, 25. He deserves more than Taysom. That's an easy shot. He's a better football player than Taysom Hill. But, like, as a pure passer, I'm not paying him to be a pure passer. That's the biggest problem. This is kind of like when you had the issue Travis Kelsey wanted a couple years ago when Kelsey said, Maybe, well, if you're going to franchise tag me, I want to be considered a wide receiver. You've got a true tweener. He's a running back and a quarterback. Well, how are you going to tell me you're going to pay him at a full quarterback rate if he does kind of both and he's not great at either, but he's a very talented football player across the board? That's the problem. Plus, I think a lot of the owners are currently trying to go out there and they want to reset the market because of the Deshaun Watson issue last yeah. year. Plus, a lot of, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of teams don't like to pay for, like, rushing quarterbacks that are already been banged up. Yeah. They don't want to give them the money. He's already had multiple injuries that have kept him out multiple games. What's the track record here? RG3, flamed out. Yeah. Cam Newton. Cam Newton hasn't been in the league that long. He should still be around as a top-end quarterback. And he's not, because he got dinged up. So, like, that's the problem. It's, it is. You're not incorrect. It's it's proven. Um, I think, but the, again, the other thing. The Browns handed that lucrative shit deal last year to Deshaun Watson. And a lot of the owners were pissed off at that because they're going, hey, I don't want to pay all that much money guaranteed. I think that's part of it. I think the owners took a stance. They said, screw the Browns. Uh, 
we need to do something here and we really need to reset the quarterback market. So like, I think that's it. I, I think truthfully the reset in the market and the not having a true position is the situation here. Um, the Miami Dolphins are releasing cornerback Byron Jones. Jones infamously recently went and posted about how he can't even run or jump anymore from the NFL's uh, dealership and ownership pumping with meds. Yeah. Um, Geno Smith, three-year contract, worth $105 million. Kansas City Chiefs releasing edge rusher Frank Clark. The Arizona Cardinals wide receiver is not so chosen. I don't know if you saw this yet. Robbie Anderson has changed his name to Chosen Anderson. No, I saw. But I has saw also been released, and they will save fifteen or $12 million in cap space. Um, the big one, you know, for the fact that everyone wants to make a mountain out of Mohill and Buffalo about the, the moves and the, the stuff going on, oh, they're going to lose Poyer and Edmonds. The Chiefs are legitimately looking at losing Orlando Brown Jr. Starting left tackle for the Chiefs is hitting the market. And it's going to be well sought after. So, big news there. Calvin Ridley, as we already, we already talked about, he went and he has since been reinstated from his gambling suspension. Uh, quarterback Derek Carr signed a four years deal with the New Orleans Saints. That might be something interesting there for uh, yeah. for Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. And Derek Carr fantasy owners. Yeah. you got more tar- you got more talent there and probably a little bit more option there. But, guys, I think that's about all we have for you. Jason, I think we're about to get out of here and watch some tape. Yeah. Wide receiver day. Always fun. Uh, anything else that you want to say? No, just, just thank you as always. Thanks for listening, and thanks for voting and making this kind of fun. Absolutely, man. I enjoy doing this every year. Uh, our next episode should be us finally starting to talk quarterbacks. But until next time, guys, shout out to our sponsor, Kyle Chicken Dippin'. Put them up online, chickendippin.com or chicken underscore dippin' on Instagram. Use code 716 for 15% off your order. And until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.